Everyone got one, what's your opinion? This is the rare room, tongues won't be bitten Ain't no rules, just spill it And anybody can get it, no limit We get to kill it, you tuning it to the thrillers And no, ain't no stopping Any topic, even the random I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit, welcome to the rare That's it, that's all I got to say What's up y'all, it's your boy, Hilliard Guess and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what? 2015. 2015. What it do, fam? Yeah. What it do? I like that. <laughs> we is here. That's what's up. So on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, mm-hmm. stories, craft, craft and what craft, else? And shit, shit like that. that. That's yes. what it is. What an eel. He was in it. What an eel. Yes. <laughs> How do you spell eel? I, you know what? <laughs> I have no idea. That's what's up. Y'all see how we do. We silly on the show. So that's my girl, Lisa Bolakaja. Mm-hmm. We call her the street nerdist, y'all, because mm-hmm. she's stupid and yeah. silly. Yes. And she'll cut you. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only if something goes terribly wrong in our conversation. Mm-hmm. Then it's like I start sharpening things. Okay, I got all kind of slices on my face. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I do actually carry an axe in the back of my car, but I do work in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And I just That's keep, no excuse. And just, I, yeah, it, it is. Got all kind of bodies, <laughs> bodies buried all in the woods. No, because people, no, people are always like, if I give people rides and stuff, and they all, you can throw your stuff in the trunk in the car, and they open up and they see my axe sitting there, and they're just like, what's that uh, red stuff on it? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Why you got chains and shit and axes in the back of your car? What's going on? Uh, how so go? y'all know how we do it on the rant room. Mm-hmm. Y'all ready? Yes. Let's get it in. Mm-hmm. So today, um, Lisa came up with a cool topic. We're going to talk about since it's the beginning of summer. And this is the time that you and I get really excited because this mm-hmm. is when we start making our, our wish list of the summer movies we like to go see. Summer movies. Yes. And why? We want to go see them. Because I think it's important to know why, especially as screenwriters, Mm -hmm. you got to see, you know, you just got to know. And I I think it's important, too, that we've said this before, you can watch trailers and learn a lot about films and what works and what doesn't work. We could talk about also, yes, we'd be spitballing, (laughs) y'all. We could talk, it just occurred to me, like I just just went online a moment Mm -hmm. ago and Mm -hmm. watched the trailer for the movie Dope. Yes! It's coming up, right? Rick Fukuyama's movie. And Mm-mm. immediately it caught me Mm-mm. wanting to see it. So I we told can talk you. About why? I told why, you. Why I do trailers you. do that? Right? Yes. So we could talk about that. Yes, too. because okay. one of the homework assignments I used to give to people, the organization of Black screenwriters and other places that we've taught, mm-hmm. you know, especially talking about beginning screenwriters, um, it's important to go to f- the theaters, and that's why I always go really early and watch the trailers. But not only watching the trailers, but watch people's reactions to them. Yes. A lot of you are independent filmmakers. A lot of you are actually cutting your own trailers. You're actually editing your own films. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, you know, when you're throwing your information and stuff up on YouTube and trying to get people to see your stuff, you know, especially in this, this new technological media age, digital age, honestly, most movies that stuff that we're seeing in terms of trailers, most people are watching stuff on their computers. Sure. So you, I, you'd be surprised how many people send me stuff mm-hmm. uh, you know through my email say hey check out my trailer you know you might want to either do this for either for bitch flicks mm-hmm. or you might want to like check it out support mm-hmm. me or come check it out and I, I honestly within the first minute I know whether or not I want to see your film true I know Understood. I know immediately Understood. I and, and to make it even more hardcore I know within 20 seconds <laughs> 
And the reason why is my finger starts to shake <laughs> when I'm about to like, you know what, we're going to move on to the next one. <laughs> let's do that swipe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's hear your list. Or so, give me a couple titles that you think and why. Okay. Because I know one of the things we did, like we said, we were looking at the trailers, and when I told you about the dope movie, I was like, yeah, you got to see this movie. And you were like, I haven't heard of it. I'm saying right. watch the trailer. The number one movie that I want to see right now mm-hmm. is Southpaw <gasps> with Jake Gyllenhaal. With my Jake Gyllenhaal. First of all, Kurt Sutter wrote the damn movie. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know that's going to be character-based to the 10th mm-hmm. degree. Okay? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I finally saw the trailer yesterday. Mm-hmm. We went to the movies. And we saw um, San Andreas, mm-hmm. which you haven't seen yet, so I guess we can't talk about uh, that. No, 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 no. It's okay, because okay. I think you mentioned it in the, our last episode, okay. and you told me why. You, this is what he said, people. This is what he said, because mm-hmm. I was wearing my Sharknado shirt, <laughs> my Sharknado Enough Said t-shirt, because mm-hmm. I'm a fan of that franchise. Mm-hmm. You said it was like a high-budget version it was like of Sharknado. Fuck it, we go right there then. Okay. Okay. So, oh, no, no. Okay, uh, go ahead. Pop your lip. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Now, we mm-hmm. were talking in a previous episode mm-hmm. about Mad Max mm-hmm. and how Mad Max was a ride mm-hmm. and how I had issues with story. Right. Now, this one had story, but it's almost as if, you, you know how in a movie when somebody's about to say something important, the camera zooms in on something. Where it's like, they, message. And then they make a statement. <laughs> yes. We're going to go find her. Yes. You know what I mean? Dun, dun, and they dun, must dun. have did that. 10 to 15 times. Where it starts to become like It's like, comedy. here comes a camera. Unintentionally funny. Yes. And they zoom in, rock pauses. Does he take looks, off his, and off his glasses? Like, or that. <laughs> take yes. off his sunglasses. You know what I mean? We've got to go find them. And, and it, the cool thing is that they did differently, so it wasn't so on the nose. Every main character had a moment where they did it. They all had something oh, important to say. You sure the people from Sharknado didn't produce this? I swear to God, there were moments where there were moments where people were about to cry about something, but because they made a statement like, "We're gonna, we're gonna save her. We're gonna go get our, our little girl," <laughs> and it was always on on the nose type of a right, line, right. instead of some cool, clever way to say it. So, that I hear people chuckling around by me, and it started becoming campy. And I swear, I turned to Scott and I said, boy, this is turning into Sharknado all over again. <laughs> with a budget. You know what I mean? San Andreas. However, Sharknado with the budget. Here's the cool thing about that, though. <laughs> Not to dog Sharknado in any kind of way. The motherfucker's a hit. It's a cult classic, right? With a small budget. So they made tons of money on that movie okay uh merchandise all kind of shit so i'm like you know what bitches if y'all could do that with um san andreas get that money bitch get that get money. that money <laughs> well it's just like the one i oh god I, i'm so sad i forgot the name i usually i write these things down but it's the other shark movie i think i sent you the link on twitter if you follow oh. me on twitter it's the one with the flying sharks they're nazis yeah. they're zombie nazis with flying I sharks just, i just taped that on an airplane yeah i know exactly what you're i am on gonna, an airplane yeah what's it called flying sharks or flying zombie like, sharks okay they're zombie <laughs> <laughs> who have come back from the dead. They're wow. Nazi zombies. And these Nazi zombies, they fly around on great white sharks and they attack airplanes wow. in the sky. I am so there. I got to I got to pull up my Netflix while so you talk I, I just got something the I other day. I am so there. You have to. And there's also the other one. I think I even gave money for it. It was a Kickstarter that just came out called Kong Fury. Kong Fury. Yes. Uh, it's a gentleman who took like has a love for eighties movies, mm-hmm. and so it's. I'm, I'm not going to give it away. Just type up Kung Fury. <laughs> you should. I think it's going to be on the L Ray Network pretty soon, but it hasn't shown yet. If you look up uh, L Ray Network on TV on your cable, 
Look up Kung Ooh, Fury. I'm embarrassed. K-U-N-G F-U-R-Y. What? I got Zombievers. <laughs> I'm not, you know what? You don't be, no, alone. no, no. Don't, you love zombies. I do. I respect you. It's like <laughs> me with my, my, my kaiju monster movies in the whole Godzilla universe mm-hmm. with Monster Island. Mm-hmm. I respect people. You, you know, you, you like your zombies. It's I not for everybody, it. but... Oh, there was one yeah, like you. Yeah, you. Shark, mega shark against some shit. It was something. Oh, mega shark against stupid. shark. Yeah, or shark, shocktopus and mega yeah, shark. It was something. I was like, oh, all hell, my no, favorite, I can't do that all one. my favorite sci-fi <laughs> channel, Sunday cornies. That's a little too much for me. They're fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see Terminator, of course. What's well, the new term? It's called Terminator Genesis, Genesis. but it's spelled G N I S Y. Yeah, like Jenny Systems. Ah, or something. I'm just making. I just. I just made just that made up. up. <laughs> See, I can make people believe anything. It means this. See, the key is to to act really confident mm-hmm. and look the person straight in the eye, but don't blink when you <laughs> like, say the like word. You just cheated on your wife, and your husband, but you just look straight. Right, like, it's like I was. Me. Well, me. <laughs> Did I see you driving on a car with that heifer? That was not me. me. <laughs> you, you are confused and okay. uh, mistaking me for someone else. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the Terminator, here's the thing about the Terminator, and I just saw the trailer again, and and why I really want to see it. One, because nostalgia, and it's the old school Arnold that we we knew and yeah, loved before he messed up. And <laughs> he's only about 20 <laughs> and, years old. And became governor and all kinds of shenanigans. Mm-hmm. But um, what I love about it is, and what really got me geeked out and got... What was it in the trailer? Let's talk about that. That's what we were going to talk about. Well, here's the thing. They cast a young woman to play Sarah Connor, who looks a lot like Linda Hamilton back in the day. Oh, really? Like, she looks like she could actually be like a young Linda Hamilton. Okay. And, but here's the thing. What really got me, because, you know, after a while, it's like, yeah, it's Terminator. There's only so many times you can get impressed. Number True. one, one of the Terminators they brought who's coming back, it's a, an Asian actor. Mm-hmm. So that's always cool. Oh, and yeah. he's hot looking. Mm-hmm. So that's always a plus. Mm-hmm. But what really got me was the Terminator that Arnold plays, the original Terminator, he's still playing that character. Mm-hmm. And he, he's, a, he's a cyborg who's aged. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a bit, bitch. Quite a bit. <laughs> But what's amazing is, and this is not giving anything away because bitches, they showed it in the trailer. So if you Google it, it's in the trailer. So I'm not giving nothing away. They sent him back, old Terminator, mm-hmm. <laughs> older looking Terminator. Mm-hmm. They send him back to the original movie when he first shows up and he's young and he's interacting with his young Terminator self. Oh, really? So they've done some fantastic CGI computer okay. stuff yeah. where he's like, I've been waiting for you. So the, oh. you know, the original one, he, 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 Shows up in that big old electronic bubble, okay, he naked, and he's his naked, body's all tight. and then he stands up, and that body is like 1980s Arnold, mm-hmm. where it's just like thick. Mr. Olympus. It's just, <laughs> good God, you know? It's like, y'all couldn't have panned that nice camera ass. down? Okay. <laughs> y'all that could, was all saggy bottom. <laughs> you couldn't have panned that camera down a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, he interacts with them. He's like, I've been waiting for you. So it's like, so it's the old Terminator mm-hmm. is talking to his younger Terminator okay. self. And to me, that sold it for me. Right. Because number one, it's the technology. The nostalgia value, like, mm-hmm. oh, God, I remember when we first saw the first Terminator. That was so awesome, and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, Sarah Connor um, being one of the first, uh, really after, I think, Ripley from The Aliens, being one of the first female kick-ass oh, yeah. action heroes. Yeah. She wasn't you know? a victim. She was not a victim. Yeah. yeah. And, um, or if she was, she had to learn how yeah. to not to be really Well, yeah, because in the first movie, she was kind of damsel in distress, yes. like, oh, come save me. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, they kind of went overboard and took her to, like, the whole, <laughs> like, that was a bit now much. Now she could do anything. Okay, that, and she was like. <laughs> Emotionless, like we're going to do. It's like, bitch, calm, calm down. Yeah. We, we, 
uh, yeah, it's the end of the world. She's like, I'm numb for the world. Okay. What are you talking about? <laughs> Here's something interesting. Oh, my God. Here's something interesting. You were talking about the, 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 the Terminator. I hadn't seen the trailer yet. However, here's why I want to see it. Because we all know the original Terminator um, treatment that... Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name who wrote it? Why am I going blank on his name? The director. Um, Are you the director of Terminator? Yes. Uh, 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 the original. Titanic and all the... I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to Okay. I was going to let you struggle for a while. I was like, I'm not going to say nothing. Y'all see how she would treat me? (laughs) Trying to embarrass me in front of everybody. But look, we all know that. Remember that treatment he did that's really famous? And Mm -hmm. he did like freaking, I don't know, 100 page whatever Mm -hmm. treatment. And um, it was so detailed and like, it was almost like William Goldman's Butch Cassidy or some shit. Right, right. So to me, just because I know they're doing another treat, another... um, Terminator, mm-hmm. I immediately go back to, well, damn it, who wrote that one? Right. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right. How, how good does that have to be for right. John to sign off on that? Yeah, to say, <laughs> yeah, you can do that one. You know what I mean? And I think you just hit something on the nose. Mm-hmm. Somebody came in and was like, well, what if he came back as blah, 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 and had to save his own stuff or whatever the fuck? Because that was the biggest, that was the biggest squill in the audience mm-hmm. in terms of the audience reaction when we were watching that trailer is mm-hmm. when we see, it's like they reenacted the whole entire original appearance of the Terminator. Mm-hmm. He looks exactly like the original Terminator. Mm-hmm. And his old stuff. And like when that happened, it bridged like the new movie with the old. And it just, like I said, the nostalgia value was, was very, very high. Mm-hmm. And people just went nuts. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, no way. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Mm-hmm. And that hooked everybody in. And, and the vibe I got, like we all going, like if I was to stand up in that theater and be like, uh, show of hands, mm-hmm. are we all going to be here when this movie comes out? Everybody <laughs> would have been like, yep. Sure, <laughs> they would sure. have been weird. And I have to admit, I'm petty. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know how petty I am. You're talking petty. Right? I'm talking about, no, I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. And the, and the other reason why I'm going to go see it is because of Jai Courtney. Uh, he is so fine. You, why you, first of all, he's audience, so fine. This heifer is always going to see a damn movie because somebody cute in the movie. Do you like the movies or you okay, go see people cute in the movies? <laughs> well, uh, uh, why do you think they have what people are called stars for? Because people like looking at them. And don't, don't judge me. Because <laughs> back in the day when Arnold was like flexing out in Conan, um, even though I like the Conan stories, I was actually going to go see Arnold and his muscles. Even though I was all of, what, 12, 10, 11, I don't know. But yeah, I really like Jai Courtney, and he's one of those young ones they're grooming. Because uh, most people probably remember him from, I think he was in one of the last... Um, Oh, what was that movie? Uh, what's his name? Oh, God, come on. He was old guy, all the muscle diehard movies. Oh, okay. He played the last diehard movie. He played What's His Name, Son. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And he was also in the um, Divergent movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, he's one of those really up-and-coming actors that are really good-looking. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not like... What's his name? Patterson? Robert Patterson kind of looking? So he's not looking. like old Rob Lowe pretty... He's not like he's like good looking, mm-hmm. but kind of like kind of hard, kind of kind of a little bit more masculine or a little mm-hmm. bit more like I, I I would I would believe him a little bit more in doing some stuff than mm-hmm. some actors are. So yeah, so I'm really excited to see him, and I think eventually he's going to be one of those those uh, leading man action roles that are coming mm-hmm. up. Well, we were starting to talk about dope. Yes. <clears throat> so let's just talk about that really quick. We can't let that one go. Okay. All right. For Rick those of you who don't know, um. Uh, I was about to call you Pam. Uh, Lisa <laughs> was just telling me about this movie. Y'all have got to go on. I go, Google it, bitch. Google it. Um, it's called Dope. 
And it looks like a cool ass movie from like the eighties, very new wave. But punk here, rock here's, kind the ta- of a, here's the tagline. Go ahead. Okay. What is it? What is it? And those of you who are who are hip hop heads or who mm-hmm. are who know some stuff, this is the tagline from the movie. Mm-hmm. And this is the second thing that got me. The tagline is very simple. It goes, "It's hard out here for a geek." Wow. Is, is that not here, here for a geek? geek? Is that not? <laughs> does that not tell you everything that you need to know? It, it's saying so much. Mm-hmm. Like one, it's talking about black nerds, black geeks mm-hmm. doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure they're like a little Afro punk band, and we don't get to see that. Like mm-hmm. the, people always think, oh, you know, back in the '80s, we were all hip hop and no. straight out of Hello, Compton. Bad brains. Uh, Fishbone, Fishbone, the Untouchables. I mean, we can go on. All those, you know, and it was like, yeah, some of us Mm -hmm. and a lot of my friends, we were like these kids in dope. And that's why I really. I still am, damn it. (laughs) That's why I really, really want to see Mm -hmm. this movie. One, it's Rick Fukuyama, and we haven't seen anything from him in a while. What has he done? Who is that? What has he done? Oh, my God, people. All right, let me bring up his. You're supposed to just know what your little ESPN I know, but I've been doing a lot of slush reading. Why are you looking? What no, okay. If you all remember the wood, because okay. he's from Inglewood. Oh, okay, yeah, right. he's uh, Nigerian American. Well, he's fantastic. He also did Brown Sugar. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, I want to say Brown Sugar is probably the last thing he's done. That was back in two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. So, but um, it don't yeah. mean he ain't been doing nothing. We just ain't seen his name. Yeah, I think more than likely anything, he's probably been doing a lot of writing and stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to this because because it sounds autobiographical. Yeah, biographical. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a biography. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said over there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's got Forrest Whitaker and it. it's got Blake Anderson. Those of you who are friends, uh, not friends, but fans of what is that? Show Blake is on. It's the woman they're working in the office. Is it work? Is it a TV show? No, Blake. You know Blake? Yes, yeah, a TV show. He's got that fabulous hair. You don't know Blake? Okay. Mm. Good Lord. Come on, people. On the audience. Come on. Comedy he's, Central. He's, Workaholics. Sorry. Okay. He's on the Workaholics. Um, Zoe Kravitz is in it. And um, it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz is having the career that I think her mom, she Lisa Bonet, was supposed to. Be. No, but I think this is the career that Lisa Bonet was supposed to have had. Uh, and I think what, no, because I, I really, because when, when her mom did, Lisa Bonet, when she did Angel Heart, mm-hmm. and she broke away from that Cosby image, okay. I thought, she is on her way. Mm-hmm. I would be, and then, you know, kind of fell off a little bit. And, but you it know. was really risque back then. It would be different today. <sighs> Because we didn't have social, we didn't ago, have social media back then. We didn't have social media back True. then where we could have backed her up and been given her the pushback she needed against the naysayers. Correct. Because I think she did something that was really smart, but I think at the time she didn't have a support system. Sure. That and plus, you know, she was married to Lenny Kravitz. She had just had Zoe. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of stuff was going on in her life, and I really felt like she should have been doing a lot of really cool sci-fi independent films. So I kind of feel like this is her revenge through Zoe. Because mm-hmm. Zoe's doing a lot of creative things. She was just in Mad Max. Um, she did another independent film that I did so not go see. So that's him and Lisa Bonet's daughter. That is Lenny, Zoe Kravitz. Oh. Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Lenny Kravitz. Understood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just didn't even know yeah. that. And she's it. the perfect amalgamation of both her parents. Like if you oh look at her God. face, they're just, she is so they're just gorgeous. gorgeous. And I think she's she's... Not a great actress yet. She's on her way though. Oh, she's and she's, got something. she's she's got to look like. For example, when she was in Divergent, mm-hmm. I thought she should have been the lead because mm-hmm. I could not keep my faith. I couldn't stop looking at her because she was just so. And she's so 
adorable. Mm-hmm. And she's been into X-Men and stuff like that, but I think it's really cool that she's doing these smaller films, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her. In she's Dope. doing what you were talking about that Jamie Foxx did mm-hmm. in a previous episode. Slowly building Slowly up building your resume. Up so he's going to be starring in everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But what I'm really, the other actress I'm really, oh my God, they've got Tony, um, v- v- sorry Tony if I messed your name, but he plays a character called Jib in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, Dope, uh, Revelory. But the girl I'm really, really looking for is um, Kersey Clemens. She's playing the character called Diggy mm-hmm. in the movie. It's the, the one you were saying, hey, is that a guy? I'm like, oh, I she's think, androgynous. Yeah, or yeah, yeah really, yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. gender fluid in this film. So I'm really looking forward to that. And Kimberly Elise is in it. We got to um, give this away. We're talking about trailers, right? Yeah. Well, oh, Just my God. Really quick, really quick. Go ahead. You guys, in the trailer, they go to a club, and the guy at the bar is like, sorry, you motherfuckers cannot come in here unless you're a girl. A female, only females can come in here. And that androgynous girl raises her shirt <laughs> and shows her boobs. And we're like, I was sold. That I was, was sold. Hilarious. Like, I was sold. It's like, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the type of movie it's going to be. So it's exciting because it's showing an alternative black 80s version that isn't the stereotypical 80s hood yeah. movie. He's me. He's, yeah. He's, he's me. He's like... The, the other 80% that mm-hmm. people ignored mm-hmm. in black culture. Exactly. You know, people and, think and, and the hood is nothing but people in the hood. It's oh, like, my no, God. There's a lot of us geeks and genre geeks and oh God. comic book geeks yes. and people who want to play in rock bands. And, Guess what, people? You know what we I mean? are just as diverse and totally. eclectic as any just other community. As. So, speaking of which, moving from dope, mm-hmm. if we go into the other extreme, okay, what you got? straight out of Compton. Oh, my. Straight out of Compton. Only because. How long have we been waiting for this movie? Uh, when after Friday, the first Friday movie came out, mm-hmm. and I was telling one of my San Diego friends, I was like, I think one of these days we are actually going to see a movie about NWA. <laughs> okay. If we're not going to see one about Public Enemy, we definitely going to see one about NWA. Mm-hmm. And people laughed at me. So all of you bitches who laughed at me <laughs> when the first Friday movie came back back in the day, mm-hmm. and I had the the unmitigated so, so goal. About August now. This yeah, I think Fall? this movie's coming out. Yeah, in the end of the summer or whatever. I think it's August fifth. I believe it's coming out, mm-hmm. but it's sometime in August. But okay. what I love about it is one, I'm a huge fan of Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. I was not a huge fan of NWA, mm-hmm. um, only because once they had a concert down in San Diego, and I dropped my sister off to go see. She's like, "You should come." I was like, "I really, I don't," because <laughs> I'm just. I mean, I. I listened to the underground tapes back in the day when I would sure. go to Carson, California, and I would get the tapes from Cousins and this new group. And mm-hmm. they were just so groundbreaking in the sense of they are cussing and talking about... Because you know why? They were you, saying some real let me, stuff. Let me explain something to you. Really keep your thought. All right. Here's something that Ice, Cube, that Ice T talks about. Mm-hmm. That original gangster rap was basically black people's punk rock. Mm-hmm. American punk right. rock. If you think about it, it right. was so edgy. It was so street. It was so in your face. It was so rebellious. Mm-hmm. It was just as hard as freaking the Clash, mm-hmm. you know, or suicidal tendencies or some shit. You know what I mean? It had. That. But we just slowed it down with some old school Cali. We, you know, because you know California hip hop. We love our funk and we like to slow our hip hop down a little bit mm-hmm. compared to East Coast and stuff like that. But yeah, it was. They were stories and they were some hard truths to kind of hear. And mm-hmm. I think a part of me just did mm-hmm. not. Did not really want to hear that, and it wasn't until much later that I really. I mean, I loved. I mean, yeah, I embraced them much I, later too. Yeah, because when they came out, I was listening to Scott and Reggae. Yeah, and shit. I, was, I, wasn't I think that was my problem too. Yeah. And I was listening to other stuff. And I was like, yeah, I was, like, yeah. Playing and I was shit. like, been there, kind of done that. And <laughs> then Ice Cube went into you know went solo, and I I bought every single Definitely. every anytime I, I was camped out. And mm-hmm. in the youngins, we used to do it too. The midnight 
release of it, I would be mm-hmm. there. We had cassettes back in the day that had tape. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Remember that shit would get all out of line and you got to yes. turn it with your fingers? <laughs> yes. And they would melt sometimes if you left them out in the car. So I, I loved him some Ice Cube. And I just think it's really, I think it's, a, it's one of those movies that probably were meant to happen because it's such an epic group. Mm-hmm. No matter what side of the divide you are, whether you liked them or didn't like them, whether you're a fan or not. Well, I went on and watched a lot of stuff about the making of the movie mm-hmm. and Ice Cube interviews and him talking about how he used to, you know, ghost write a lot of their lyrics and almost every last one of them he wrote the lyric. Like, Look, we all know he, we know he wrote all that shit. You know what I mean? But he, Ice Cube is a lyrical genius. Mm-hmm. I remember stories a day where they would have to loop the tape, like they would have to slow it down and have Easy e just do a line by line yeah, and was, piece it together. It to yeah, and just yeah. say this and do it. And then once they put it together, it became like this thing. So mm-hmm. it was very clear to me, mm-hmm. listening to Ice Cube, that I knew who the real writer was mm-hmm. in the group. No disrespect you to anybody else. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's the, the combination of all of them together that made it. So even though they weren't writing, a lot of the guys weren't writing their own stuff, mm-hmm. um, that doesn't take away from from what they built, especially with Dre and his beats and all of that, and just what they were trying to put out there. And I'm stuck yeah, because... See, that doesn't bother me because in most groups, sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but in most groups, whether it be a rock group, a punk group, or whatever, there's always somebody, oh, yeah. one or two of them who writes the song anyway. Right. And, and sometimes a singer isn't the writer either. Right. So what, it's the same shit. Right. You know I, what I mean? I'm just thrilled that Ice Cube's son is actually playing him. And he looks just like him. So mm-hmm. I'm just... I, I'm, here, this is when I knew... They had this movie had arrived. My mm-hmm. mom wants to go see this movie. Wow! She mom, was like, yeah. "Oh, I, I can't. When is that Straight Outta Compton coming out?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Ain't this a bitch?" Because when we, my sister was I playing hope it's that a music, movie. it's it's I if hope this and pray it is. all the at the time that my sister was playing that music, my mother was yelling, "Turn mm-hmm. that down! All that cursing and <laughs> we should have been listening to that. Why can't now you listen? To, why can't you listen to Michael Jackson and Prince like your sister <laughs> and blah blah blah?" And now mom's like, "Cause here's what happened." My argument, mm-hmm. Ice Cube became family friendly. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. And my so mom, now they know who she is. my yeah, mother yeah, yeah. loves Ice I Cube. Uh-huh. And so she's like, because she, in her mind, Ice Cube is, are we there yet? Okay. In my mind, Ice Cube is like Nappy Dugout. Those classic songs on his album. Mm-hmm. So me and my mother have like two visions of mm-hmm. what, what Ice Cube is. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's totally fine. So it's actually going to be really fun to go in the theater to say, okay, mom, here's where... Uh, your family friendly <laughs> O'Shea Jackson okay. really came from. So that's going to be a, a hoot to watch exactly. that. All right, here's the other one. Okay. And I tweeted about this on Twitter. <laughs> you know you did. <laughs> Jurassic World. Okay, let's get in. And bitches, look. It's a great trailer today. It's a great trailer, mm-hmm. but guess what? I'm voting for the dinosaurs. You damn humans, Mm -hmm. you got three movies that you should have learned your damn lesson (laughs) that we should not be fucking around with dinosaurs, Mm -hmm. no matter if they're herbivores. We should not be messing with that. They had their day, they gone, let it be. Okay? B.D. Wong is in this thing again. B.D. was in the first Jurassic World. (laughs) And I was sitting on Twitter like, didn't he learn from the first movie? And then someone told me, it was so funny, this is why I love Twitter, because people from around the world would come in and rescue you and Mm -hmm. and fill in information. Somebody said, well, you got to remember, when they were leaving early from the dock, Mm -hmm. you you know, remember when the one big dude was leaving, he was trying to steal the, the DNA mm-hmm. to get to the dock? Well, B.D. Wong was already the people who had left. They left on oh, time. Okay, so so that's how he was able. Okay. And so somebody on Twitter said, yeah, so we think that the guy who created the park, he cleaned up all the messes, <laughs> um, hit all the bodies, mm-hmm. 
and B.D. Wong has no clue what went down. So I kept wondering, like, why is B.D. Wong in this? Because he was in the first movie, and mm-hmm. you see what happened to Samuel Jackson. So why would you come back? So somebody had to help me out with that. I guess what caught me in the trailer, there was there was a couple of things. Number one. The Shamu moment. That Shamu moment, dude. That shit is off the train. A big-ass, ter- <laughs> what do they call that bird? That, I want to call it a pterodactyl. That big-ass bird that's flying. It's a pterodactyl. Like a, is that what it is? Yeah. Uh-huh. The big ass pterodactyl is flying and the, and the thing come out the water like it comes out like a um like a great white. Right. Well they That's had the great funny. they had the great white shark hanging they upside sure down, feeding him. Let, let me show you how big this monster is. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, a great white is like a damn tadpole, this motherfucker wasn't it? <laughs> and this is what I'm thinking. You know, I'm always talking about how we need to have representation of underrepresented groups in movies. In other mm-hmm. words, more people of color to kind of reflect how the world really is. Sure. Uh there better not be one black person. In Jurassic World, there better not be. There better not be. Better oh, not you be. Know there's gonna be somebody. No, no. The reason why is this: Why would your dumbass mm-hmm. <laughs> come out here to be with a bunch of dinosaurs to have the chance to get yourself eaten? Who is gonna do that? But then I looked and scrolled to some pictures, and I did see one of the characters who's in the dinosaur yeah, baby. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the one time I'm hoping. I hope there are no people of color getting eaten by the dinosaurs because mm-hmm. your big dummy shouldn't have went out there in the first mm-hmm. place. But it looks exciting. But they turned it up, though. They, had, they showed that one scene with the kids riding in that clear little bubble. I hope they die. Thing, and they're riding. The, the, I hope the, they the, die. The dinosaurs are running by. I them. hope they die. <laughs> I hope when that claw comes mm-hmm. in, they get eaten. The reason why is this. We should have learned. We should have learned. Mm-hmm. And now I'm totally hashtag team dinosaur. <laughs> but, of course, if it's a Steven Spielberg production, they're not going to kill no kids. Mm-hmm. They're not going to kill them. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, F them kids. They going F Chris Evans, mm-hmm. you gonna come, this fool out here, oh, I'm the alpha. I'm training some raptors. Okay, people, let's go look at uh, movies one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, raptors are killers. Yeah, they were almost, they were worse than and Tyrannosaurus, he, and, he, and he's sitting there acting like he, <laughs> he training dogs. Like, this is Animal Planet. <laughs> okay, look, he's Caesar Ramirez. And my name is Caesar, and I'm going to train these raptors. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, girl. I'm like, I hope they turn on him. But it did look really cool when he was, like, driving through, and they had their little muzzles. I don't know why he's got muzzles on a dinosaur. If mm-hmm. you got to put a muzzle on a dinosaur, that dinosaur is not trained. It's like when you put a muzzle on a pit bull or any mm-hmm. dog that's kind of powerful, even mm-hmm. though I love pit bulls, that are powerful. Oh, it, they're such a loving dog. But your dog still got the muzzle on it. Okay, they turned up Tyrannosaurus. They made it, they combined them with some other Yeah, thing, they made they? a totally, completely and new like dinosaur. he's like way bigger than Tyrannosaurus did? My pet peeve. What's that? Y'all did not bring my other husband. Who? You did not bring him back. Who? Sam Neill? Who? Nope. Who? He was in the first one. He is gorgeous. I don't remember. It's been a while. I just remember Sam because I thought Sam was cute. Um, Come People, you know who I'm talking about. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Well, don't give it to me. You should give it to you. <clears throat> you know who I'm talking about. I really don't remember. You know what? Girl, I've been in the writer's room all week. I can't think of nothing right now. I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> I'm so mad. Anyway, the movie, it's fantastic. Um, the trailer, like when, like I said, it was the Shamu moment mm-hmm. that um, got me. And it for those of you, and since he didn't, couldn't remember my man's name, Jeff Goldblum. I oh, wish they would have Jeff Goldblum. Like, I wish Jeff mm-hmm. would be the one to come by in the helicopter like, you dumb bitches. I wish he would come by and do Jeff that, bring him. They need to bring him back. Like, yeah. just to have the expression, be mm-hmm. like, you did this again, B.D. Wong. <laughs> you did it again. But like I said, but when, like I said, when we were watching the trailer, for mm-hmm. me, the moment was Shamu. And it was also the moment where he was running through their little forest, rainforest area, and he had the raptors with them. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is not going to end well. So I'm really looking forward to that. I don't think I'm going to see it in 3D, though. 
I think I just want to watch it. What is your thought about 3D anyway? Because I don't see that many movies in 3D. Um, They're fun when it's a really action-y type of film. That could be fun sometimes. You would think that would be, wouldn't it? But because they're making almost every movie 3D now, Mm -hmm. the magic of 3D is kind of gone. And let's be honest, people. The first 10 minutes of 3D are always cool. Mm -hmm. But then after a while, you forget it's 3D. Yeah, you do. You get adjusted. You, to d- it. you get adjusted. Yeah. It's not even so what. Oh, mm-hmm. they threw the pen. The pen came floating up. I, yeah. It doesn't even mean. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm just going to watch it in reg- regular 2D. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the other one. Hold on, hold on. You got to do one, then I got to do. We got to go back. And- All right, go ahead, do it. The minions. Oh, the the cute little yellow. Despicable Me. Oh, they are adorable, they aren't they? I saw so their trailer. It looks really, really cute. <laughs> yeah. It does look cute. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't see the first mm-hmm. movies with you them in it. Despicable Me? No. You. I know. I missed see, out. Pixar and those people, they do not play. Oh, I know. I know it's fabulous. Like, they I trust. They do not play. Like, Characters. Pix- just... Pixar can always have my money. Mm-hmm. They can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. They can do no wrong. But, um, but I love... I love the minions. Like I like the little short films they do on them. Mm-hmm. I just love the voices they do. Did and you know that that's a Mexican dude doing the voice? Really? You know, yeah. Um, every time we go over to Don's house on Sunday nights and we drive. What's home, his name? I forgot. Forgive me. But the, we were driving home, and I always turn on NPR just while we're driving home. Yeah. And it's always on the the I don't know. Fresh what, air or whatever, whatever show. Right. But it's mm-hmm. a Mexican. You know, mm-hmm. it's their hour or whatever. Oh, the <clears throat> uh, Pocho Hour Power. Is it Pocho Hour Power? I don't know, but it's it's a whole Hispanic thing. Okay, it's like nine o'clock on a Sunday night. Okay, this so, is different. Yeah, this so is different. Yeah. Check it out tonight. So anyway, but they were interviewing him, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he created the voices and blah 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 blah. Wait, how did he do that? And, just because a lady was asking him in Spanish, she was like, "Well, they sound very Spanish." You know, whenever I hear them, because they say different words. Right. Said, yeah, he said, well, I combine Spanish with Portuguese, with yada, yada, yada. And so he would show you, here's how I do it. And he would say a word, right. and then he would speed it up, and then he'd speed it up some more. And then all of a sudden, we'd go, bah, 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 bah. you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And he really just said, poo, poo, pop, pop, something <laughs> like that, whatever. But he would just <laughs> add all these different words into it. But he's a, he's a, he's a Mexican dude. I mean, my favorite part of that was in... I love it from the first movie, from the the trailer and some of the pieces that I've seen, uh, is when they go, what? That just just kills me every time. They're just so adorable. Mm -hmm. I love, yeah, you know what, I'm... I should probably go see Despicable Me. You should get you see one because they look they the look chain. fabulous. The and the, the clips that I've seen on YouTube, they're just they just seem really funny. So yeah, I'm, it's so character developed. You would uh, not believe. Is it gonna make me cry? Yeah. Oh, good. I love it when animated movies yeah. make me cry because they make it's me off feel the chain. So, it's like up, yeah, or up in the air, whatever it's called. I mean, uh, it's just, just brilliant. Up, yeah. yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well, I, I'm I'm gonna have to check it out then. The Minion okay. movie. What else you got? Um, well, there's Southpaw. Oh, we started to get into that. Let's talk about the trailer for that. Okay. Though. First thing that I saw on my man's body was freaking ridiculous. Like Jake Gyllenhaal was getting it ripped. In. Okay. Protein but there shakes. Were just moments. He clearly had an attitude, and of course, he gets himself in some trouble. The movie doesn't come out, so I'm not going to fully spoil it. But this is just based on the trailer. Yeah, so. it's all in the trailer. But he gets in some trouble and causes his girl to get, I guess, killed or something, mm-hmm. and. His reaction, they show him sitting in the bed, like on his knees, like he must have just got through praying to God, and he is crying, and I immediately teared up. That's how good it was. Mm -hmm. I was like, he is so in this moment, Mm -hmm. and then then his daughter comes and peeks in the door Mm -hmm. and sees him in that moment, he has to jump out of it. He was so invested in this. Mm -hmm. This is our, he is the future. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Jake is going to be around for a long right. time. And people need to recognize. He is on a whole nother level. He got shafted for that other one. If well, he don't get nominated for this one. He's probably, they'll probably do a makeup one. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know if he'll win. I have to see the movie first and see Just who's up against. Just give a nomination for Yeah, they need to make up for Nightcrawler from yes. last year. So we'll see what happens. But mm-hmm. my God, it looks really, really intense. And he is just, yes. wow. And like I said... Kurt Sutter wrote the damn thing. I think he wrote it with somebody else, but I don't know if somebody came in after because it said and. Yeah. So we'd always know that. I mean, they brought in somebody else to fix your ass. Right. <laughs> right. But right. I just know if Kurt wrote it, it's developed character like a motherfucker. And so. he's good. He does the research. He does. He puts in work. And he's mm-hmm. he's one of those actors I really respect. And he's one of those few actors, very few of them, the few actors that no matter what movie they come out in, I will go see it. I don't mm-hmm. even know what the, I don't mm-hmm. even need to know what the movie is about. Oh, he's in it. Oh, he knows how to pick some good scripts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see him. And, and, and why I just mentioned Kurt Sutter's name, I got to give a shout out to him and Paris Barkley because they just got picked up mm-hmm. for their new show, Shooting in Wales. And it was like the, the highest gross. Um, uh, what's it called? Something Bastards. Okay. Oh, well, I used to know it. Now I fucking forgot. They kept changing it at first. That's mm-hmm. why I forget. I know. That's the problem. Sometimes yeah. sometimes people with projects that come out, like they'll name it something and then they give it five or six different names and we're like, wait, what's it called now? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was like one of the highest, I should think it was the highest ever um, for a pilot. It's like $25 million to do that pilot. Nice. You know, but it's like Game of Thrones. Yeah, up a notch. on that level. You know, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, shout out to y'all. Um, what you got next? Uh, Amy, the Amy Winehouse documentary. I am a huge Amy See, Winehouse. See, we like fan. documentaries too. I'm a mm-hmm. huge. Oh, you know what? Honestly, I prefer documentaries to regular movies. Mm-hmm. Like I love. I mean, I get a lot of great story ideas from watching documentaries. Mm-hmm. But I'm a huge fan of Amy Winehouse. When I was in Italy with my family. Um, a couple years ago, when she died, I remember my my brother's girlfriend had called him from Milan, and we were we were just riding on the train. We were on our way um, to Rome, and my brother's girlfriend called and just said, "Hey, Amy Winehouse died," and like literally, I got teary eyed on the mm-hmm. on the train because I thought it was one of those great voices. There's mm-hmm. not that many great voices mm-hmm. that come along that are that distinct mm-hmm. that really speak to me in terms of her lyrics and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I, I mean, she didn't have that many albums out. She was so brand new, and that's mm-hmm. what makes it so tragic for mm-hmm. 27 for her to go. So they did a documentary. I know the family at first was with it, mm-hmm. um, supportive of it, but then I think for what I'm hearing now after, I think it, I'm trying to remember where it premiered. They had showed it at a couple of festivals, and I guess the family's not not too happy with it, but... That happens. I mean, I can that understand that. You know, I'm working on a documentary right now about a popular band from the 60s, and it's difficult when you're doing something about people who are still alive or it's based on people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way that they view themselves. Because the family has one I want, viewpoint. I need some drama in places, but they don't want to talk about certain things, so it's really interesting. But when you're doing a documentary, you got to look at all the viewpoints from every... Because I think that that's what makes biographical documentaries interesting is that you get to see different perspectives of people what they think that and somewhere in there with all those perspectives you Mm -hmm. find the essence of what that person Mm -hmm. really was so I mean it's sad that the family's not you know maybe it's because they're they're focusing some things that the family did not want to focus on in her life I know a lot of it has to do with her drug use and things like that but how can you not oh my god but that that voice like literally when I was in the theater we went to go see when I went to go see Ex Machina Mm. and 
the uh, they had just showed one of the trailers from the one I can't remember what the movie was, but then it went black, and all you heard was her singing voice before they started showing the clips. I got teary eyed in the theater. I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god!" It's like Amy, and then to see it and to hear her talking about herself and how she wanted to be in just her life. I just think that she was one of those artists that she was one of the great ones, and I just want to see that just to get some closure on what that voice means because I have worn out my CDs. Like I have her on every ro- heavy rotation. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, she's she, one of those one of those. Brilliant. Who died before twenty nine? Yeah, she was twenty seven. Before Jim 27. Morrison, yeah, she's she, she's in the club twenty seven. Mm-hmm. You know, Jimi Hendrix, all yeah. those cats, mm-hmm. um, Janis Joplin, all those twenty seven year olds. But um, you know, I don't want to see it as a sad documentary. I just want to see it as something to celebrate her life. And I'm just so glad that um, other people who may not have been familiar with her music will get a chance to see what what a beautiful and really talented singer and artist she really was and you know she went before her time so I'm really let me ask you just a question. looking forward to that one you, ju- you just came across something about Ex Machina Ex Machina that too um, <laughs> is that how you say it Ex Machina I got some issues with that I liked it okay. but I got some issues what happened we were talking about in a previous episode about biopics and about um, bad publicity it looks like that didn't get publicized because when I saw the, the preview I was like that looks kind of badass and it didn't. I, mean, I think it only made. It hasn't even made twenty five million dollars well, in America. It was, a, it was a small, but it's it was a small film. Mm-hmm. Um, they had put it out in a few theaters, and oh, it so got it wasn't a big. It, no, it was like kind of a platform build up, and it got really great reviews. Mm-hmm. And then they started to open it up into other markets. So I don't think it was geared really. Those kind of smart sci-fi films are kind of hard um, to do anyway, but I think it's one of those ones that's going to, you know, it built up by word of mouth and really great reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a piece I was going to write about for Bitch Flicks, but Mm -hmm. it's something I want to wait wait on a little bit because I had some issues in terms of how they treated the bodies and because there was was a lot of Asian fetishism fetishism in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really appreciate how they treated one of the, I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, spoiler alert, but it's too late, (laughs) bitches, because you shouldn't have said it, yeah. Um, (laughs) One of the black female bodies that they had Mm -hmm. as one of the robot things was kind of not cool, Mm -hmm. but I think I'll write about that later. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, I mean, I enjoyed it in terms of a sci-fi, smart sci-fi film, but it had some issues. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) But it was small. I think it it probably made back its budget, but I don't think that they were really expecting it to be... It's going to probably be a cult classic or a small build-up and make its money back in DVD sales and stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Next one I want to do... Mm-hmm. Um, what that deal? I want to see you're gonna you're gonna laugh. At I'm me. not gonna laugh at you. <laughs> you're gonna laugh. I at am me. not gonna laugh at you. Go ahead and say <laughs> it. I want to see the man from Uncle. Have you seen the trailer for that? No, I have not. Guy Ritchie did it, so you know it. Oh, well, fast. Guy Ritchie did it then. Okay. And then the dude who played Superman, he's in it. He plays the man from. Let Uncle. me let. Okay, let let Pet, let Petty Lisa come out and look. I need don't to see you. who else is in there because uh, is Tom Hardy in it? I don't remember who else. Is oh, in and it, I ain't going to see it. Then. It was badass. <laughs> Take your time. That's so funny. Time's I, up. No, I mean, I people don't think I'm that petty because I do watch movies with other people. <laughs> oh, the, you know what was funny in that movie? It's the same girl who played the robot in Ex Machina. Oh, is it Alicia Vikander? Mm-hmm. I think. Alicia, if I mispronounce your name, I apologize. It looks like she's in that movie. You be saying it like you know them and shit. Like no, I be trying. Like, I know. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I'm looking. I'm as you. I'm sitting here scrolling the season. Uh, none of my people in there. Uh, I'll wait till DVD. <laughs> 
mean, you Henry, Henry, Henry Cavill is cute. Henry, Henry Cavill, you know, I don't, they don't have enough of the good ones I like, though. You need to watch the trailer. It may I'll watch the trailer, watch but I think it's got to he- Oh, wait, Jared Harris is in it. Okay, you Jared Harris like? is in it. You know what it felt like to me? What's that? Um, but what was about the trailer that popped out to you then? Style. Sometimes style gets Could, Okay, for the, for the youngins who don't know what Man yeah. from Uncle, it's based on a TV show. Can you give them a gist of what the show? It's like, it's like James Bond-ish type of a okay, thing. Okay, so it's like a... It's a spy It's thing. like a, a, at the time that, yeah, it, it, I, I don't want to say a ripoff. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like another, at the time that James it Bond was getting It humor to it, though. Yeah, it's kind of like the funnier version of James yeah, and Bond. and he's American. Okay. You know, I think yeah. that, that was the difference. Um, um, well, if Guy Ritchie's doing it, is it... Set in America or just set in England? I don't know, but most of the other characters sound British around. Yeah, so it's probably going to be in England You know what I mean? Like the other main dude, I think, is like some Russian spy, so they have to join together to fight. Well, tell me, tell me. What what was it that jumped Um, out the trailer that sold it for you? To me, Guy Ritchie is one of the best directors ever, for me. Mm -hmm. And it's just his style, the way he shoots, the way he zooms in on things for you to look at Mm -hmm. and see. He preps you for what's to come. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um... And, and it's always done through the, the camera is like a character. Right. You know? And so whenever I see that type of stuff, because I try to do that even when I'm doing a documentary. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I move the camera in a cool way? Mm-hmm. You know? That, that makes you think, wow, did you see that first shot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, 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 and anyway, so, um, um, so that's the first thing that got me was the, the way he styled it. And it reminded me of, remember that movie we were talking about with um, Colin Firth? Um, um, the, the other action movie that didn't oh, do the was it one called? that I thought was fantastic. Yeah. It um, looked like that. The Kingsman. The Kingsman. Kings, Kingsman. It looks uh-huh. like the Kingsman. Same type of tone. Mm-hmm. You know, a little funny. You mm-hmm. know, whatever. Light, very stylized. Remember, I even said that that movie looked like something Guy Ritchie directed. You're right. Remember, You're it right. looks like it, it looks looked like, it like that. Be, that was a great to be movie too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Really Had that movie. same type of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clearly supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be the '60s. Mm-hmm. But then again, it might be today. I oh, they made it like a period piece, huh? The '60s. Know. Oh, that'd be cool with all the remember. '60s clothes. Yeah, hmm. but it looked. It just looked badass. Okay. It was just styled in a I'll way. I'll have that, to look at your trailer and see if I want to go see that. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I never. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, what's your next? Well, my final one is not that many because there's not that many good okay. movies that are coming out this summer. Let's be honest, people. I got people. one more. There's, okay. there's just, just <clears throat> the only thing, and don't laugh at me. You know I'm Because my reasons are you know just, because the franchise itself is horrible. Mm-hmm. They've made this movie several times already. Okay. This, is the, the, this is the reboot, the new reboot of the reboot oh. of the reboot. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And I'm only going to go, laugh. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm only <laughs> seeing it for Michael B. Jordan. All right, that's fair. The Fantastic Four. Because of all the grief mm-hmm. that people gave him for playing, um, for, his, for him being black, James, playing James the flame, Brown. and not looking at him as a really good actor, hey, mm-hmm. let's, he's going to be fantastic. I'm only going to go see that movie because of him. Mm-hmm. Like, if he wasn't in it, mm-hmm. pff, come on. The Fantastic Four, they had Jessica Alba on that. <laughs> Dude, I, I would be embarrassed. I would be like, can we CGI my face out of that <laughs> shit? Okay? Like, it was just not a good... And, and I think it came at the wrong time, too. Mm-hmm. Like, people really... They didn't really know what to do with the technology. They I mean, did, it just seemed weird. And it seems Michael like... Michael Chitlis is like 5'4". Yeah, what the hell is yeah. he doing playing but it was the, the wrong, thing? I think it's the wrong property to mm-hmm. come out with if you're trying to do, you know, some comic book stuff. I just... Mm-hmm. People like Fantastic Four. I mean, I used to watch as a cartoon as a kid, mm-hmm. but it really—it's not—it's not that good. 
It's not, it's, not, it's not the one. If, if I was in the meeting and we're saying, hey, which one of these properties, Fantastic Four would not be, <laughs> that would not be one of the ones I'd be like, uh, is that Marvel or DC? Who's that? Uh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> it's booty. <laughs> Agreed. All right, so you're going to go because of my. Um, was there anything in the trailer? No. Nope. You just, you haven't even seen the trailer nope. yet. No, okay. I, I finally saw the trailer. Okay. It's just okay. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting also because. Mm-hmm. Even though Michael B. Jordan's playing the flame, his his dad is one of the scientists, and he has an adopted white sister. Okay. So I want to support that for those families, those blended mixed families. Mm-hmm. I want to support that, but mainly it's because people gave so much shit to okay. him, and he was like, "Look, it is what it is. You know what? I'm gonna come see that movie. <laughs> um, I will be drunk." <laughs> See what I got to deal with y'all. My 3D glasses might be a little askew, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd be there for him. All right, I'm gonna give you one more. You okay. probably ain't gonna want to see this one, but I, you might. I might surprise you. Go ahead. It's don't another sigh. one. Don't sigh. They turn up the action like a motherfucker. Is Tom Hardy in it? There's a Tom. Is Idris Elba in it? <laughs> Mission Impossible Three. That's five. I'm sorry, I was about to say three. Oh, Tom Cruise. Okay. Yes. Um. Okay, confession. Go. Oh. Uh, I think I might have seen the first Mission Impossible really? with Tom Cruise, uh-huh. but after that, be, uh, and this is my reasoning, okay. and it's not because I was hating on Tom Cruise because oh, Tom Cruise, no, I wasn't. Tom <laughs> Cruise is a great actor. Like mm-hmm. I watch a lot of Tom Cruise. I have respect for his mm-hmm. craft. He's he's amazing. He, mm-hmm. you know, um, he's gotten so big now. I think it's hard for people to really look past that and see him as an actor the way I see sure. him when he first started coming up. Because mm-hmm. one of my favorites is, do you remember? Um, Taps. Yeah, of course. One of his earlier pieces. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. But at the time, Mission Impossible, I don't know why I'm whispering. Like, <laughs> you always do that. Wait, wait, wait. Like wait. It's a secret that you you know what it sounds like? You know this character on Saturday Night Live when they're talking about somebody mm-hmm. and they're like, they start, their voices start getting quiet because they don't want nobody <laughs> here? Well, actually, you know, now that we've mentioned it, mm-hmm. uh, at the time, there were so many action films like that, spy mm-hmm. movies coming out. I think what happened was I just got bored with it, and I, I thought there was nothing Mission Impossible can show me that would impress me. I just thought, yeah, I'm kind of done with Tom Cruise playing this type of character. Mm-hmm. I want him to go back and do like the Pelican Brief or do some more acting, acting stuff, and not so much action, action. Well, it's kind of like the Johnny Depp story. He's always playing some strange character with makeup on and hair is all weird. You know, he's always because now he realized because in his mind that's what acting is now, and it's. Even though he's good at it, I, I think he just wants to have fun. He has more fun playing. I think those he characters. does too, because I think he's pretty much done with Hollywood. Yeah. And it's like, well, how much money can you give me, and how outrageous can I bring it? You know, I don't think he cares about the money. I don't anymore. think he cares. <laughs> well, we want to do a, a Charlie Chocolate Factory. Okay, I'm going to pretend to be Michael Jackson, <laughs> and no one's going to notice. <laughs> That's hilarious. No one's going to notice. That's- I saw that, Johnny. That wasn't funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, well... But the trailer... What what is it about the trailer this time? This is the fifth incarnation. Okay. They did this move where... And Tom Hardy and Idris Elba's not in it, so... Tom Tom gets stuck. It's like a plane is is taking off. It's zooming. Somebody looks out the window. They're like, like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And it's Tom hanging on (laughs) to the fucking plane, just his hands. I was like, God damn, they turned that <laughs> motherfucker up. See, in the last one, there's like some huge building in um, Nepal, some, some, right. some place. Right. And Tom gets stuck out the window and climbs up the window with these pads on his fingers. Mm-hmm. They're almost like 
I don't know, with magnets or whatever. Right, right. And the, I mean, it's like the tallest building in the world, and he's right. got this big fight scene. Like, right, was, right. I mean, they just do, they, he gets in a big fight in the middle of a sandstorm. They just do things that are just turned up, Mad Max style almost, okay, but gotcha. it almost feels like James Bond. Is there a hot girl in it? Because they I'm usually sure. have the hot girl sure. who's kind of there for window dressing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we'll see. You know what, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, we need to have you come on the um, on the show because I really want to talk to you about your choices <laughs> in sci-fi movies because he seems to pick some interesting yeah. sci-fi He's thing. interested in that. And I want to know, how does he know? As I soon as he gets a, the script. I think it's a Scientology thing with like, the sci-fi How does he thing? know? How does he know, like, this, yes, this is smart, because most of the stuff he's done has been the sci-fi stuff, mm-hmm. even though it might not be box office hits for everybody, mm-hmm. I'm always engaged and interested. Sure. Always, you know, and um, I just kind of want to... last one he did that you liked? Um, um, and not everybody liked that, but um, it got renamed. He kept jumping back It called time. The Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. But then somebody else, I think the, they sent another Asian version, they changed it to uh, Live, Die, Repeat. Which I thought was a great title. Like, yeah, that makes sense. But it was called Edge of Tomorrow. Okay, somebody had told me Groundhog in Space. Or something. That Groundhog was me. Was that yeah, it was his Groundhog Day. Uh-huh. It was Groundhog Day in the future. Uh-huh. But it was funny. It was entertaining. And I, I chuckled so hard. Like I told mm. you, it was like, it's like watching a video game. Like you were a character in a video game. And you yeah, were literally yeah, trying yeah. to get through this movie. But I would really like to sit down with him. Like, how do you know, dude? How are you? What, what is it in a script, a sci-fi script, that lets you know that, yes, I want to play this role. Like, I, I th- want to see how I it's think, I think they're looking for moments. I really do. Yeah. I don't think it's always story. Mm-hmm. I think they've developed the story because somebody like Tom Cruise knows story. Mm-hmm. And I've heard stories from, like, listening to John August and those guys sometimes, and they're talking about, you know, things that they heard from one of the friends who wrote a script right. about whatever. And they talk about people like Tom Cruise is so smart. Okay. So, Tom Cruise, open invitation. Come, come hang out. With Hillary and myself, the Rambo. so I so I can pick your brain about your sci-fi choices because you've made some really really fun and entertaining sci-fi mm-hmm. films, and I just want to see how your brain works. Like, how do you know? Come, I'll bring. We'll bring some decent snacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can bring some, and uh, we can talk about that. But mm. but for me, but yeah, pretty much. Those are your choices. I mean, I don't have any. That's pretty much the ones I said were yeah, pretty much we all want the ones. To see. I'm not that saying that's not all. Those are just the ones we want to see. No, I'm telling you, those you are know, all the ones I want to see. Top of my list still yeah. is um, Southpaw, um, Dope, mm-hmm. NWA, mm-hmm. and Jurassic Park. Uh, mine, I'll say top three in order how I'm going to see them, okay. uh, which is pretty much the, probably the order how they're coming <laughs> out. Uh, Jurassic World, Dope, and Shred Compton. Okay. Yeah, definitely those. And of course, I'm going to see Amy whenever it, we're in it whenever it opens. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. But that's like documentary. But in terms mm-hmm. of like fun summer movies, where it's going to be like, yeah, Jurassic World and a uh, hashtag Team Dinosaur because <laughs> they have to die now, people. Over this next month or two, mm-hmm. you need to go and watch Despicable Me one and two. I will do that. That's your homework. <laughs> I will, that is my homework assignment. That way, I can be ready for the Minion movie. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. So cute. Just watch it for character. It's just I will. so smart. I have a quick clap back. Sure, go ahead. All right. So, Time's up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a long time since I've done a clap back. It's been a long, a long time, time since, since I left, left you. you. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, and for those of you who do know, but it's been a while, uh, basically sometimes something happens in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and I feel the need for speed. No, I feel the need... <laughs> <laughs> to let people know about themselves, mm-hmm. whether it be good or bad. Because sometimes I have good clapbacks. Is this good or bad? 
this is this is bad. Oh boy, this is, <laughs> is going to be a long one. This is like this is like embarrassing bad, mm-hmm. and it follows the long tradition of white writer directors mm-hmm. who continue to cast white people okay. in roles. Are they supposed to have been for somebody of color? Yes. Okay. okay. So, and most of y'all out there in the know, you already know this, but I just wanted to mention this because. Mm-hmm. When I saw it, I didn't get mad. Mm-hmm. I just laughed because I thought, "Here we go." Again. How, <laughs> how dense? Mm-hmm. And now I realize they don't really care. No. And guess what? We're not gonna come to your movie. You're gonna be caring in a little bit. <laughs> You're gonna be caring real soon. Um, <laughs> is, is black girl nerds gonna I know boycott? It was, wait, that no, no, wait, wait. I knew it was bad when there's a. Um, oh God, I can't remember her name. I'm trying to remember her Twitter name, but she wrote on her blog page, and this is a white woman. Mm-hmm. She says, "I'm sick of seeing white people taking these characters." I thought when white people are upset, wow. white people said it. <laughs> it has come to the level of absurdity. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is to Cameron Crow. Oh boy, who's <laughs> Who you've probably been in a room with. Don't don't stop it. <laughs> I'm gonna be nice. Cause like I said, most of the time I'm mad, but this time I'm just like, this is coming from the sublime to the ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So he cast Emma Stone mm-hmm. in the new movie Aloha. Uh it's a character that's supposed to be a mixed race woman who's supposed to be like Asian. Is it based on a book or something? Or no, I don't know if it's a book, it's just a movie, but okay. Emma Stone mm-hmm. is supposed to be playing a character named Allison Ng. Mm-hmm. As Allison, the last name N G. Oh, okay, really? so she's a Chinese supposed character. To be Asian. Yes, and the way she's described is she's supposed to be what they call Hapa, um, which is mixed race if you, okay. in Hawaiian language. Um, it <laughs> the character is supposed to be like Asian, I guess Native Hawaiian, mm-hmm. which is Polynesian, mm-hmm. and like white. But they cast Emma Stone, mm-hmm. and so I. It, <sighs> It gets to a point where it's like, you know what? And he was so nonchalant about it. Like, well, yeah, that's whatever. And it's like, and one of the complaints is that the movie Aloha is so white that it's clear that they've probably never been to Hawaii before because everybody in Hawaii is like either 50%, most of the people are either Asian or Mm -hmm. Native Hawaiian, you know, just a lot of people on that island, you know, that are quote unquote in American terms, people of color. But the fact that out of all, I mean, number one, all the fantastic Asian actresses that are available to play that role. Tons of them. On top of all <clears throat> the mixed race Asian actresses that are available who can play it. On top of all the mixed race Asian actresses who are actually Asian, Polynesian, mm-hmm. and white who could play that role. Mm-hmm. So shame on you, Cameron Crowe. Mm-hmm. I was so there for you back in the day when you were when you were in your lane, <laughs> doing your thing. Sure. But it's like when you're consistently casting people, it gets to the point where it makes you just look stupid. <laughs> You know? well, it's funny you say that. I was thinking the same thing. And I, as the movie went along, I just kind of said, fuck it. It just is what it is. For some reason, it bothered me. It didn't bother me that The Rock or that Dwayne Johnson had a white wife. But his kid didn't look. But his kid looked just white. And she was beautiful. Oh, she actually was yeah. really good. And that's irksome. She was really good. It's irksome. Now, if she was the best one, that's one other thing. However, for but me, no, no. I was like... But that's the excuse they always use. They always say, we're always looking for the best actress, mm-hmm. you know, the best that's available. Sure. All right? Or they'll say things like, well, you know, we were really, you know, they think that whiteness is a default, that mm-hmm. white people can play everything. For example, uh, certain, like, how do you cast a white woman to play an Asian character? Like, it's almost, this... Emma Stone being casted is is almost as offensive to me 
as Mickey Rourke being cast as an Asian man in Breakfast at Tiffany's, <laughs> which was the worst caricature ever. Mm-hmm. So this is a character on the, a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing because what it says is you think that whiteness is the only thing in the universe, mm-hmm. is that white people are the default for universal humanity. Mm-hmm. And it tells me that, do you get out the country <laughs> and see how many other people in the world? So, so how, Okay. That's like me. <laughs> I was like you. Writing and directing a movie, right? And mm-hmm. I tell people, I'm going to have a character who's, who's French, French and Eastern European. Mm-hmm. But then I go and I cast Viola Davis <laughs> and don't say nothing about it. <laughs> Act like it ain't nothing. Not mm-hmm. to say that there aren't some Eastern European or black Swedes or black Czechoslovakian people out there. But the reality is when you look at this person, mm-hmm. you don't think, hmm, I don't think you look mixed. I don't, I don't really think that's, uh, you know, I could be wrong because, you know, there's, you know, DNA, there's, you know, there is. you know, there's genotypes and phenotypes. Sometimes the phenotype, which is your physical appearance, may not denote your genotype, you know, because looking at me, yeah, because looking at me, you might think, oh, for my, my, my genotype, oh, I just look like maybe a black female, possibly a black female who could possibly mix with something because, you know, in California, they think everybody's mixed with something. But, you know, if you was looking to my DNA, there'd be a lot of stuff in there, you know, and depending on how I wear my hair or what I'm wearing, whether it's something, if I'm at a native event and I'm wearing my regalia or I'm doing some stuff, you'd be like, oh, I did not know you were this or, you know, or when I'm feeling very French and petty. That's petty, Lisa. Whenever I say I'm petty, that's the French side coming out, no, y'all. No, it's not. That's Tom Petty. That's how. <laughs> my petty vindictiveness comes from the French side of the French mm-hmm. side of my family, and a little bit of the Italian. But um, yeah, I've just I'm just so done, and it becomes like a big joke. So now it's like I'm just gonna like just go stick my head in a hole somewhere and just be like, I give up on people who continually cast people. Hey, I think you guys are doing the right thing. You know what you guys did with the. Um what was that Bible one you guys did? Oh, Exodus. Exodus. When I was posting I mean, up pictures. What did it make? Six bucks? You know what I mean? <laughs> you and black girl nerds. Wait, wait, wait. The power of no chill. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what's the other dude's name? The Afro dude? What's his name? Oh, um, my God. What's the other dude you guys follow who always does the, uh, uh, the, he got the picture with the Afro? Oh, oh God. There's so many of my friends with big who, Afros Dude, you guys, who does the thing on Friday and Saturday nights? Oh, you mean Geek Soul Brother. Yeah, Geek Soul. Yeah, Forgive me. yeah. What's yeah. up, Geek Soul? Um, <laughs> But you guys, you know, y'all went in and spread the word out. I'm and sure put, there were other and people brought, too. And brought, you know what I mean? and, and brought pictures. Yeah. It wasn't like we just making up shit. Mm-hmm. When we start bringing like museum pictures mm-hmm. <laughs> where people painted themselves and said, we kind of look like all of this and exactly. you don't have that, exactly. that's comedy. So <laughs> it, to me, it just, it's one, it's, it's, it's willful ignorance. It's willful, um, yeah, it's, it's just a willful meanness and in terms of you trying to create something that isn't true. And it just makes you look ridiculous. And it makes me feel sad for you, especially when I was so there for you, Cameron. <laughs> so many of your other films, when you're just dealing with, you know, just white bread America, which I love too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love to see those stories. But if you're going to set something in Hawaii and you got a character who's supposed to be Asian and you don't cast an Asian actress, you know, and everybody in the movie is white. And when you look at your casting and you look at the names of the characters, they don't <laughs> see it. They, because they don't think of themselves as a, uh, they don't think, I think they, they just think they're making a movie. Yeah. And they, they think they're the universal thing. Yes. A white person can just play an Asian person. So if that's the case, y'all should not say shit, shit. No, they just think we need a star. They know, there's a couple <laughs> Asian stars that they could have done. Oh, there are the plenty. You know what I mean? I could give so, him a list. Anyway. I could give him a list. But anyway, that's, well, our, that's my summer's uh, 
picks and your summer picks. That's what's up. Y'all know how we do it. You know, I'm sure you guys have some favorites of your, of your own. But now you see kind of like what's inside of our brain cells, how crazy we are. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you at, Lisa? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Yeah. Um, usually, uh, I, mean, I, I tweet a lot. I'm trying to... Um, I'm trying, I don't to wean, I'm trying to wean myself. <laughs> I, I need to go into rehab for a little bit, Twitter rehab. Oh, I prob- No, I probably will for the summer. But most of the time, you can catch me on Twitter. And um, a lot of the times, it's mainly when we're doing Saturday Night Sci-Fi mm-hmm. with Geek Soul Brother and uh, Black Girl Nerds. Or it's with Graveyard Shift Sisters when we do Friday Night Horrors. And Graveyard Shift Sisters, I'm waiting for the June uh, movie list for our horror movies we're supposed to be live tweeting. <laughs> I'm checking your timeline. I don't see it on there yet. I'm just putting that word in. Mm-hmm. Or you can find me at Bitchflix writing about film reviews with the feminist intersectional slant. Hey, y'all should do the new Poltergeist movie. Then I'm curious. To see what I saw it. Really? Okay, we'll talk about that next. I time. saw it, <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna say about I it. See. I just I saw you didn't it. Come here excited I about s- it. At I all. saw it, and <laughs> I ate some popcorn, and I took my mom, and uh, it you was went like at midnight. It was no, we didn't go at midnight. Okay. We just went, and uh, I took my mother because she wanted to see it, and uh, you know, it it it. It's, okay. it's there. Okay. Go see it if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to pay for it, so uh, hey. <laughs> and I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest or uh, follow the show at Screenwriters RR. And uh, please, guys, follow us, you know, and please give us a five star review on iTunes. We need that. We're really trying to get up into that top 10, 250, whatever, you know. I'm just going to put it out there the top 10, damn mm-hmm. it. Um, and uh, y'all know how we do it. Hashtag so, Team Dinosaur. Jurassic Park? Mm-hmm. What's Jurassic that? World. What's it open anyway? What day? <sighs> I think July. Okay. Yeah, go see that. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a ride. It's going to be fun. for the dinosaurs. Be, have your, the- tip your little wine. <laughs> if you're at an Arclight Theater or a grown-up theater that allows mm-hmm. you to drink liquor... Tip your cups for the dinosaur homies. <laughs> Pour some out. Pour some out for the homies who ain't there, like the T-Rex and all of that. <laughs> um, you guys can fun. follow us again. Like I said, if you have any questions for Lisa and her crazy self, you'll find her more likely Don't ask on me Twitter shit. anyway. Don't ask me shit. Um, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. A um, couple of quick top countries. We appreciate it. Of course, United States, number one. United Kingdom. That's London. Um, Brixton. Um, oh, Brixton. Oh, my God. It's crazy. I'm just looking at the numbers. It's ridiculous. Uh, well, they're not ridiculous in a bad way, but they're number two. Um, like I said, Brixton. Um, we got people in Chelsea. We got people in um, Birmingham. We got people in um, Manchester, of course, because that's my Manchester United. We, we my, will be there team. soon one day. That is my goal. I know. Y'all need to be calling us. And I bet you, you know I would blend in, too, as long as I keep my <laughs> mouth shut. Okay. And I just walk around. Exactly. Y'all think I was a native. Yeah, I put on my Doc Martens and my creepers. Okay. I get it in. <laughs> Bring my little scooter over there. So, um, yeah, some of y'all, Brazil, Germany, Austri- Austri- Australia, France, India is like number six. That's pretty cool. Go India. Japan, Mm-mm-mm. Serbia, Cayman Islands, Singapore, Norway, Mexico, Jamaica, China, Austria. I can keep going, girl. We over. We in ninety countries now. Well, thank you so much for those people in those fantastic countries. We trying exactly. to. We're trying to be global, and we want to see your stories. We want to see you writing because one of my my joys, the only joy I, and the only thing I want in life is to have enough money where I don't have to work and I can just watch your movies <laughs> every day and write mm-hmm. about them. So make those movies happen. Give us links. Let us know if you got a project um, that you want us to check out. Mm-hmm. We'd love to see your trailers, short films. Hey, 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 ho. Whoa, Always. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Hey, whoa, what? Whoa. What? 
What? No, it's funny. <laughs> you don't want she me to see. She said that now. She don't get ninety of them motherfuckers all of a sudden. Be like, Mama need a couple months to look at these. No, no. If they're short, if they're short trailers or short films and like short, short YouTube, Good, I can afford them to you then. Yeah, they're fun. No, they're fun to watch because then it's like I can tell, and I let you know if you just want an honest opinion of somebody mm-hmm. who's a cinephile, somebody who's like I know within the first thirty seconds mm-hmm. whether or not I'd want to go see your movie or not, <laughs> and you and you are open to honest. Mm-hmm. Real talk. You're not thin-skinned or start crying if I have to tell you. See what y'all done did? If I have to tell you, yeah, yeah, good try, but no, I wouldn't go see it. That's <laughs> honesty that you're looking for. Okay. So, But thank you for listening to us. We appreciate it. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. So y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. We keep it street. Yep. We keep it opinionated. Mm. We keep it what? 2015. 2015. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rap room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules. Just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic. Even the random. I hope that you ready. We entering in the zone soon. We gonna make grown shit. Welcome to the rap room. That's it. That's all I got to say.